Hey guys, real quick before we get into today's episode, thank you everyone who has made a donation to the Chad campaign. Uh, you can get a link by just going to erictibbers.com slash Chad to make a, make a donation there. There's a link there. But this is what I want to actually ask you about really quickly. I'm putting together a uh, some videos of people's experiences of Chad because what I'm trying to do is help the larger community, the ADHD community, who are maybe not familiar with Chad, uh, get more familiar with what Chad actually does. So if you are currently active and involved in Chad, if you are a member of Chad, if you're willing to share with the community on video, uh, just take your cell phone, put it lengthwise, take a one minute video, basically saying who you are in relation to ADHD, whether you're a parent, a person with ADHD, just what your relation is to ADHD and what Chad does for you specifically. So uh, send that to me. Either you can email it to me at eric at erictivers.com or you can uh, send it to me on Facebook or I'm at Twitter at erictivers. Thanks, and let's get started with the episode. ADHD Rewired, episode number 56. This is the show designed to help those of us who have really good intentions and a slightly wandering attention. My name is Eric Tivers. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, coach, and consultant. We know that starting can be the hardest part, so let's get started. But first, let me thank my sponsors. Are you looking for a painless solution for video conferencing without the headache of complicated configurations? Go to erictivers.com slash Zoom and get a Zoom room. Zoom is the video conference platform I use for my coaching group, and now I'm using it for podcast interviews. If you're a business owner or a coach, you've got to check out Zoom. Zoom also has plans designed for educational institutions and for healthcare and mental health providers who need HIPAA compliant security. There are plans designed to meet all of your needs. You can get a Zoom room now for free by going to erictivers.com slash Zoom. Pro plans begin at just $9.99 a month. Go to erictivers.com slash Zoom for the most ADHD-friendly way to connect with others no matter where you are. That's erictivers.com slash Zoom. Support for this podcast comes from Audible. For a free audiobook download, go to erictivers.com slash audible for a link for that free download and for some hand-picked recommendations. Go to erictivers.com slash audible for your free audiobook download. Hello and welcome back to another episode of ADHD Rewired. Now, I probably should have given you an, a heads up but it just kind of came out this way. I know that um, for the past 50-some episodes, my episodes have been released on Monday. And I decided uh, to change the date of my release. The reasoning behind this was you know, it was often on Fridays when I was uh, kind of scrambling to finish my uh, finish the episode and then send it over to uh, to Richard, my, my assistant who helps me out with uh, kind of the, the post-production part of the podcast. And then what, what ended up happening was during the week or during the weekend, you know, I was having to, in a sense, do work. And I'm trying to do things that I can do to be more productive during the week. And one of the things that I am doing 
and want to do is have a better work-life balance. That seems to be a lot of uh, the the intentions and the focus of people that I work with. And because you know, I, I know for myself, I tend to work probably more than I would like to. So uh, that's why this episode is coming out. So right now, I'm actually I am actually recording this on Sunday because I didn't want to kind of mess up my workflow uh, for the week. Um, but I was actually what, what I was kind of happy about is that. I felt very okay with the fact that this is not going to come out on Monday, even though it has the possibility of doing so. So I do want it to be consistent as when it comes out. But I, um, this is either you're you're going to either get this in your feed on Tuesday or Wednesday uh, if you listen every week. Um, but because podcasts are what they are, many people will go back and listen to that later. But I just wanted to let you know and give you that reasoning behind why there wasn't an episode on. Monday. I'm just trying to create a better focus. So I want my focus uh, during my weekend to be my family. So let's get into the content of this episode. No guest today. This is just me. And, you know, I often talk on the show about how I'm not a writer. Uh, but for this episode, I wrote a bunch of stuff out. Um, so I'm going to be following just some notes. So hopefully it won't sound like I'm reading. Um, although there is a part at the end that I'm going to intentionally read to you for something that I wrote. You know, every once in a while, I get those moments where it just kind of flows out of me. And this was one of those moments. Um, so over the past couple of weeks, um, let me actually back up a second. The name of this episode, I'm just calling it Positive Thinking. You know, it could be, a, I could subtitle it something like, uh, you know, Positive Thinking, how to actually get your ADHD rewired. And you'll see what I mean in a little bit as I uh, kind of go through this, this really important topic um, because it's very, I think it's very salient right now um, for myself. And uh, if, you, if you're a regular listener, you know that I've been going through some stuff uh, lately. So I'm going to share with you uh, some of those things and how I'm doing. And I just want you to know, quickly I'm doing great right now so um, let me kind of dive into my organized thoughts that I actually wrote out here and uh, here we go so what I really want to talk to you is about thinking so I want you to imagine something I want you to imagine that you have your your car keys in hand you're walking towards your car you open the door and get in you do everything as you normally would do. But this time, when you turn your ignition on, your least favorite song is on the station that you would never listen to. Stay with this for just a moment. Really imagine you turn your car on, your least favorite song, or just a song that you find extraordinarily annoying, on a station that you would never have on on yourself. So think, what thoughts do you think you would be having at that moment? What do you think you would be feeling? And what do you think you would probably do? You know, maybe you would think that, well, this is kind of strange, or maybe you have a, maybe a puzzled look on your face and probably within maybe two seconds of hearing that song you don't like on the station you don't listen to, you would probably would have already changed the station. I doubt that you would probably think that because the station is on that you were supposed to listen to it. I doubt that you would have returned to the station on your own accord. And probably it's pretty unlikely that you would even think too much of the situation at all. 
it would kind of just happen and pass. So you probably would do what I would do and just change the station and turn something else on. You know, just like we wouldn't listen to music or even a podcast that we don't like or we're not interested in, we also don't need to listen to everything we think. And I think that's actually worth repeating. We don't need to listen to everything we think. And just because you think it, it doesn't make it true. Henry Ford said, if you think you can or you think you can, you're right. I remember seeing this on a poster first when I was in sixth grade, and it really has always resonated with me. Maybe it was because I lacked a lot of self-confidence, but I knew I also had a lot of potential. I was, as most middle school students are, kind of awkward and failed at most attempts at being cool. But I also found when I set my mind to do something and I was really determined, I often accomplished what I was set out to do. When you're an undiagnosed, kind of spacey kid with ADHD as I was, you spend a lot of time in your head. Well, I guess I still spend a lot of time up there, but there are all kinds of thoughts happening up there, often all at the same time. But I think that I realized at a pretty young age, the true power of thought. It can be easy to pay attention to, to negative thoughts. I think in some ways because you know we tend to pay attention, well, to almost everything. So then maybe paying attention to negative thoughts is actually an issue of prioritizing, which is worthwhile mentioning is an executive function. The difficulty is identifying what is important to paying to pay attention to and really what is not important. If there are things that are distracting, it's typically recommended to remove the distraction. And if the distractions are things like your coworker, spouse, roommates, or neighbor, you may just have to remove yourself because we should do what we can to not make our distractibility other people's problems. But it's important to realize that most people do have negative thoughts. Whether they are thoughts of self-doubt, regret, fear, or even those kind of weird, odd thoughts that sort of seem out of the blue, the thing is most of us don't pay too much attention to them, but some of us do, some more than others. But thoughts are a lot like behaviors. The more that we, we do something, the more it becomes a habit. Each time we think or do something, we are firing specific neurons in our brain. And the more we do something, the more ingrained it becomes in our brain, or the stronger these connections can become wired. There's an expression that says neurons that fire together, wire together. So if we can change what we fire, we can change how we wire. In other words, we can rewire our brain. We can get our ADHD rewired. In neuroscience, we call this neuroplasticity. The idea that our brain, in a sense, is plastic, malleable, and changeable. I've mentioned on previous podcasts and in presentations this, this tendency for those of us with ADHD to go through life on autopilot. The only problem is that when you go through life on autopilot, when you have ADHD, well, our autopilot doesn't actually work. So if you're not completely intentional uh, with your actions, 
then, well, we tend to not get where we are trying to go and often worse. You know, we go through life on autopilot when autopilot doesn't work to extend the analogy, we tend up crashing and burning. So if you've listened to the past few episodes, you've heard me share that I've been having these waves of anxiety and depression. Both I believe are related to seasonal affective disorder. I, you know, I had the seasonal light and I just, just, just something I've always kind of gone through. Um, but my wife actually recently pointed out to me that this happened at this intensity anyways, at the very same time last year and very much the same way. And she was certainly right. It was a great observation that, that she made a few weeks ago. I was on a, on a I was on vacation in California um, for a week and I went with my wife and my son. We went from a Saturday to Saturday, which my uh, my in-laws are out there right now or they were out there. They went out there for six weeks and we got to go out there and see them for a week. It was really a badly needed vacation, but it was not until that Thursday that I actually finally started to kind of feel like I was unwinding and feel relaxed. So when I returned to my office that following Monday with the intention of the first thing that I would do when I got to my office, I was going to declutter to help me refocus my attention and energy at work. So I sat down at my desk, visually scanned my office, looking for a place to start and I couldn't find one. I, I kind of felt overwhelmed by everything that I was seeing. I just didn't know what I wanted to do first. So I ended up playing a mindless game on my iPad. Over the next few days, I began to feel like my office was caving in on me. I have no windows in my office and it was starting to feel kind of cluttered and it was just really getting to me. All I was focusing on was how miserable I was in my workspace. I knew I needed to do something and I needed to do something fast to get myself out of this funk. Part of that, that motivation of knowing that I needed to do something quickly is, you know, I, you know, my wife fortunately is able to stay at home. Um, so I'm the sole bread earner and I need to be able to, to work and be productive and create things uh, of value that will, you know, pay the bills and pay the mortgage. So, Anyways, I did what I would encourage anyone to do and overcome with this kind of feeling. And what I did is I reached out for help and I, I talked to some people. Um, one of the people that I actually spoke to on the phone, uh, I would call a marathon, probably once in my lifetime anyways, a marathon phone call that lasted eight hours. And I'm truly not sure how I actually did it because um, I really can't stand the phone. But... At the end of this call, I I had an actionable plan, at least at the beginnings of a very actionable plan. The plan included steps for the things that I wanted to change about my office. It included making an appointment with my therapist. It included conversations I needed to have with specific people. And I'm, I'm happy to say that I've actually, I've already recruited a friend and colleague, uh, you know, since this conversation to help me with my office. Uh, we've already done a couple sessions at my office where we're um, starting to declutter and we're going to, uh, I'm going to do some painting and going to do some rearranging. So this project is already underway. I've already seen, I've seen my therapist once. I've had conversations that I needed to have. And let me tell you that it is truly remarkable the the weight that I felt that was lifted after this conversation. Uh, it was it was truly extraordinary. So the day after this call, I arrived at my office. I unlocked the door, stepped inside the waiting room, and as I walked towards my office, 
I, I paused. And then I said out loud, I am so grateful that I get to work so close to home. I am so grateful for not having a long commute. I love that about my life. I said this out loud. And I said it with, with purpose and meaning. I felt it. Because it's true. I, I do love working so close to home. And with this thought, I felt to feel better about being in my office. That feeling of dread that I had been feeling truly seemed to begin to melt away. Now, I'm not saying that I don't still want to have a window in my office and that, I, that the changes to my office are, don't matter anymore. Because they do. And I, I am moving forward with that. But what I'm saying is that by focusing on the positive and by doing so in a very intentional way has already helped me feel better and it helped me feel better in that moment. Now, I'm not saying help me feel 100% better. It helped me feel a little better. And when we're dealing with negative emotions and, and just situations, the idea is what can we do? What small steps can we take to continuously make stepwise actions to help us feel a little better, a little better, a little better? And it adds up and it continues to help. I am a believer in the power of planning, both your day, your week, your month, and, and beyond. Um, you know, I'm, I, am, I guess I'm a productivity geek. Um, now, just because I'm a believer in this, let me be really clear. That does not mean that I always do it. But I know the more that I do it, the better I feel. So let me kind of tie all of that together with what I'm talking about. I do better and I feel better when I'm intentional about my planning. I feel better when I'm intentional about what I think about. When I'm intentionally focused on a positive perspective, I feel better. I think we all have this idealized version of ourself. And when our idealized self is not in alignment with our actual self, it, well, it doesn't feel good. I think it's a cause of a lot of anxiety and depression in, in all people. And I think because... ADHD can be thought of as this disorder of good intentions. I think we tend to have a bigger gap between who and what we want to be and what we actually do. I mean, how many times do we face a task like cleaning our office or our homes? And the first thing that pops into our mind is, oh, I don't want to do this. Or maybe you have a call to return. And the first thing that pops into your mind is that you don't want to do that or Maybe just the thought of, of making that call creates an intense feeling of anxiety, so you put it off. Or maybe we're working on a project and we have to move on to something else, but we don't want to stop because we're either enjoying what we're working on or having difficulty transitioning. Or maybe there's a thought about not knowing the next time that you're going to be able to get into that flow so you don't stop. So you keep working. But what if... Who you want to be is someone who maintains an organized home or someone who is known for promptly returning calls or someone who puts their family before their work. If these are the things we want to be, if that is who we want to be, there's going to be a disconnect between our intentions of being present in our home, having an organized space. Um, returning calls properly, whatever the thing may be. There's going to be this disconnect between 
that in which we want to be and what our actual actions are. And what if nearly every day you have an intention, but you don't follow through on it with an action? I know there are certain areas of my life that this is certainly true with. My biggest one, and this is no secret if you've been listening for a while, is leaving my office on time to spend quality time with my wife and my son. When I have a plan, it is much easier for me to execute that plan. The clearer the plan, the better the execution. A lot of people I work with uh, in coaching or in therapy uh, talk to me about their desire to create habits. I think we all want to create good habits, but I think this desire to create habits is so appealing because of what a habit is in a sense that when it's a habit, there's not a lot of mental effort involved in it because it, it does actually go on autopilot. So when I'm working with clients, I actually encourage them to focus on the next actionable behavior that would actually help establish that habit. So basically, we want to focus on repeating those specific behaviors as much as possible so that a habit is an outcome of that repeated behavior. Let's go back to thinking. So what if we can get ourselves in the habit of purposeful, intentional positive thinking and not just any positive thinking but having a written vision that describes your goals and who you want to be and what you want to be and describes these things as if they were already true if you had a goal to be more fit and you stated to yourself every day I will exercise five days a week in your mind that is always going to be in the future because what you said is you will but if you repeat to yourself on a daily basis with some level of frequency I am physically active and fit because I exercise regularly your brain begins to pay attention to this thought just a few days ago while exercising, I decided to do this very exercise, and it truly has been very powerful. And I actually want to share with you what I wrote. But before I do, I want to take a quick break. Zoom video conferencing is so easy to use that with all the extra time I saved not having to configure complicated settings, I recorded this promotion. Support ADHD Rewired and check out Zoom video conferencing. Go to erictivers.com slash Zoom. Again, that's erictivers.com slash Zoom. Get a Zoom. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. Go to audibletrial.com slash ADHD Rewired. Check show notes for link. Before the break, I was getting ready to share with you my vision statements. What you are about to hear does not necessarily reflect my current reality. In fact, many of these statements are are more just statements of desire. It expresses the things that I am aiming for. I also want to point out, because I think it's important, that in my vision statements, everything is written in terms of actions that I do. 
and not actions that I don't do. And you'll see what I'm talking about in just a moment. You know, here's an example. So because if, if one of my uh, vision statements was I do not eat chocolate cake, my brain is going to think about chocolate cake. And now I'm thinking about chocolate cake. <laughs> but if I state that um, if I state that I eat fruits and vegetables, that's then what my brain thinks about. All right. What I'm going to share with you now is my vision statement. And like all things that I do, <laughs> this is a work in progress. So this is my vision statement or vision statements as of March 21st, 2015. And let me be, uh, let me just um, uh, preface this by stating and just acknowledging, not as an excuse, but just, I guess, in a mindful way. I, I'm noticing that I feel a bit of uncomfort in reading these things. Um, I'm not judging that thought. I'm just noticing it. And I want to share with you that um, I'm noticing that. Here's my vision. I am successful and fulfilled because I am decisive. I am an effective and efficient person. I take action and I am persistent and determined. I am a leader. I am creative and innovative. My contributions of services and content improve the lives of the people that I serve. I am a smart business owner because I know the necessary details of my income and expenses. I earn $250,000 a year through coaching, therapy, consulting, speaking gigs, writing, profitable collaborations, sponsorships, and affiliate income. I'm a social entrepreneur. I am a writer and published author. I'm a sought after speaker. I am a successful podcaster. I spend 30 minutes every day learning and growing for personal and professional development by reading or listening to audiobooks. I regularly express gratitude. I am kind to myself. I am a positive thinker. I am known for responding to people in a timely manner. I have a clear vision and I know my purpose and my goals. I devote time each day to planning my day. I know what I want to accomplish each day because I've organized my priorities and they are clearly understood. I know my goals for this month and this quarter because they are in writing and I review them daily. I take care of my mind and body by eating right, exercising regularly and at high intensity. And when necessary, I talk to my therapist and or my coach when I need help. I spend a few minutes each day being still and focusing on my breath. I work a maximum of 10 hours per day. My family is my top priority. My wife and my son know this because I am home every night between 8 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. I am a loving and supportive husband and father. I have people in my life who I trust who will provide me with honest feedback. I turn my lights out by 10.30 p.m. every night 
and wake up at 6.30 a.m. every morning. This is the most important of all my habits that contributes to success in all areas of my life. I review these statements on a daily basis when I wake up, before I go to bed, and at least once during the day. I accept my challenges by facing them head on and by fiercely working on them. That is my vision. That is what I believe. That is where I want to go. And by developing the habit of repeating these statements every single day, when a negative self-doubting thought passes through my mind, it's going to feel almost strange because in a very intentional way, I'm exercising this, this vision. This is who I want to be. This is what I want to be doing. This is how I want to be doing it. And by doing so and saying so in the present, if I start, uh, let's see, if I see that on the clock, it's, you know, nine o'clock, you know, over time, my brain's going to say, wait a minute, that's not who I am. I'm someone who spends time with my family every evening and I'm going to understand the why behind it. So I hope that this was helpful for you. Um, you know, this was a, definitely a different kind of episode. At least I haven't done something like this in quite some time. I hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to know what you think. You know, podcasting, unfortunately, is a, sort of a one-way medium. Uh, so please reach out to me. Let me know what you think. You can email me through my website, ADHDrewired.com, or join us in our Facebook group, uh, the ADHD Rewired Community. It's an awesome community. I, I just truly am I'm, I'm, I'm more and more kind of just blown away by how really helpful of a community this, this is. So thanks again for listening and cue the music. Let's do the outro. Well, ADHD Rewired listeners, thank you for listening to another episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Whether you are a new listener or have been listening for a while, thank you for all of you who listen. And please, would you mind leaving a review on iTunes, Stitcher? Why don't you do this? Tell yourself, I am someone who leaves reviews for podcasts that I enjoy. Make it happen. Thank you. Um, for all of you who filled out Ari's survey from uh, the sex and intimacy episode uh, that was, I think, two episodes ago. Uh, thank you. Uh, the survey is still open. It is not too late uh, to do that. Go to my website to get the link to do that. Um, I think it's episode 55, 54, 55. Just go to ADHDrewired.com and click on the podcast tab there and you'll see all the prior episodes uh, um, that, that's what I'm talking about. All right, enough rambling from me. Um, again, if you have not given a uh, donation to Chad, guys, you know, I've been very, very actively involved in Chad and helping uh, them with their campaign to be a strong vibrant uh, organization and I've had conversations with people within Chad uh, and leadership every day last week I have a good feeling about how things are going to go if you have not yet given uh, to our campaign go ahead and just go to erictabers.com slash Chad um, donations small and large are greatly appreciate, uh, appreciated if you have a um, if you 
are thinking about possibly giving a, a substantial donation and don't want to do it on the uh, the GoFundMe site, um, shoot me an email and I'll actually put you in direct contact with who you need to uh, who you need to talk to. And as a reminder, outlines of each episode are available at ADHDrewired.com. If there is a book or other resource that was mentioned during the interview, you will find them in those show notes at my website. Also, there is an, an abridged version of these show notes that is available in most podcast players. So just tap on the ADHD Rewired logo on your podcast uh, for the links and for those show notes. I do think you need to be subscribed to the podcast, at least on the Apple Podcast app, uh, for that to work. Um, that's all I got for you. I will see you guys. Or I guess I'm not going to see you. You're not going to see me. I will. I'm going to. Um, someone got to grab the hook and make me stop talking. Until next time.